Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of our Building Faith podcast. It's a joy to welcome you into this, as we say, ongoing conversation about our Building Faith project and all that that entails. Um, I'm delighted to have a special guest on mic with us today, literally on mic. Okay, I get that. Go ahead. With Mike. I have with us today Mike Lee. And um, Mike and I uh, have been able to enjoy a friendship for a number of years, but also I have the privilege of working alongside him at Cherokee Christian Schools and have been able to do that for the last several years. Um, but I think, Mike, you know, you've, you've been around for a long time. Um, wait, wait. You've been around <laughs> the church. Okay, thank you. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're still young and spry and yes. full of energy. And But... Um, but it, you know, so you know a lot of people. A lot of people know you. But I think that there's also some good number of people in our church that may not know you that well. Sure. And new people have come in over the years, and even in the in the past year. So, why don't you spend just a, the first part of our time here, just sort of introducing yourself to especially those folks that might be listening that don't know you as well as others might. Sure. Uh, I work for Cherokee Christian Schools, uh, have been for uh, 18 years, going on 19 years now, hard to believe. Uh, As the uh, superintendent of the school, I've been very blessed to do that. Um, Came to Faith Community Church, found out about Faith Community Church, actually uh, because we were trying to find a church home for my mother-in-law. And the church we were attending at the time, uh, she really didn't uh, care for, quite frankly. So. the pastor of the church we were attending actually recommended Faith Community Church um, as a small uh, Reformed Baptist uh, church nearby that we didn't even know about. Uh, so we took uh, my mother-in-law over there, began to visit a little bit. Um, the church actually uh, met at a event center, a, a retreat center called The Land off of East Cherokee Drive. So we were leasing there. On a week-to-week basis, and probably 50 or 60 uh, people made up the congregation. Um, and we've continued on uh, since then, and, and that's about 17 years ago now. So you bring to this Building Faith Initiative a certain sort of category of experience and expertise, particularly in your work with the school, um, in the area of uh, finance and, and sort of special project campaign fundraising or uh, in the school environment, we call it sort of development is one way to describe it. But right. mm-hmm. um, talk a little bit about, you know, your experience in that regard and and, and uh, how you see your role with the Building Faith team in light of what you're trying to, to help us accomplish. Sure. Um, we've had uh, since 2000, probably five different building campaigns at the school. And that's part of my job is to put those together and present them and uh, be an encourager as well as, uh, you know, um, saying what Scripture says about this sort of thing. Uh, So when we started talking about building a new church, um, you know, I kind of came forward a little bit, you know, just to say, hey, um, I could maybe help in this way. Uh, And uh, then that turned out to be uh, something a little bit more uh, as I've been kind of charged with uh, the communications part of what we've been doing uh, and the fundraising part uh, for the new church. Um, but it is something that um, I find, you know, challenging, um, but exciting uh, because 
when you see how the Lord works in these situations, um, it, it'll just fill you with joy. Yeah. You know, it's one of those areas uh, where it can be, you know, I don't know, delicate is the right term. Sometimes it can be off-putting when you start talking about money mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. church. And um, I think I would kind of raise my hand to say, you know, in my past experience in churches, I've had uh, some experiences that have been not so favorable in that regard. And, you know, it seems like um, as I as I look back in years past, uh, in, in past church life, if you want to call it that, um, I've had these experiences where it just seemed like um, the the focus on, we'll call it stewardship, to use a biblical term, seemed to be um, really more about making up for a lack of um, a lack of response on the part of the church to the needs of the church, um, more than just a part of life in the body of Christ and the outflow of sanctification among God's people. And when you go to, you know, passages in the New Testament, Corinthians and whatnot, and you see terms like cheerful giver and, you know, not giving under compulsion, um, giving willingly, you just see these different expressions of, of generosity that are just directly tied to the overflow of what God is doing in the heart of his people and the hearts of his people. Um, talk a little bit about your experience with that, particularly at Faith Community Church, because my experience has been you know, very encouraging and very favorable, favorable as, I've, as I've seen how the people at Faith Community Church um, just have continuously responded in this area. Yes. Um and I would say that uh, this directly relates to people who love God's word and want to know what it says and how it applies in every area of their life. So stewardship uh, is a huge part of every Christian's life. So we've got stewardship or management, if you will, uh, of our bodies, uh, of our marriages, uh, of the gospel. Uh, we have stewardship of material things uh, as well. And especially for us as Americans living in an area that um, we all have quite a bit of material things, uh, it's really, really important for us to come to terms with what Scripture says about managing God's money. Um, And probably the hardest part for everyone is um, just remembering that what you have doesn't belong to you. Hmm. Uh, What you have has been given to you, and it's been entrusted to you for use in the kingdom. So sometimes we talk about being kingdom-minded. I don't think you can be kingdom-minded unless you understand stewardship because it's, it's, it's woven together. But when you do understand it, when, when God's people understand that and obey and do that from the heart, as, as you kind of were alluding to a, a moment ago, uh, it's, um, it's a freeing thing. Because in the process, you are trusting God uh, in this area that's so important to us. You know, will we have enough? How do we plan for the future? Uh, All of these sorts of things. And when you do trust God and you do understand how to be a steward and you do it, um, it's a tremendous amount of joy. And that's the scripture that 
you know, you were referring to um, in Second Corinthians. Yeah, you know, you hold up, uh, uh, you you hold a high view of God and a high view of His Word, and right. the the thoughtful, careful teaching and discipleship in the truth, and um, and it's it's I think you're just you know spot on, and and I think that we've it's been very fortunate as a church, and I've been very fortunate to see this testimony over and over again of how this just works itself out naturally as people yes. grow in their understanding mm-hmm. of God's word and the mm-hmm. truth and, mm-hmm. and, and their love for God and their gratitude for all that he has done and is doing in their lives um, just is palpable. Mm-hmm. That just naturally leads to the, the willing um, uh, acknowledgement that, I, I'm a steward. I'm a steward mm-hmm. of all that God has given me, and I want to really honor him and demonstrate a fruitfulness in this area um, that that is reflective of of the gratitude and and um and reverence I have for for what he's given me yes. in Christ. So yes. I, I just think that the you know we're we're in a, a very um I don't know, just very blessed to be a part of a church where God's word is held up and taught and God's people just have demonstrated as to consistency of responding out of their conviction and understanding of that. And uh, we've just seen that, uh, even in, even in the areas of finance and budget and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this on past podcasts. It's, it's mentioned, you know, in all different venues of teaching and gathering at the church, um, how, we want to we want to do things in such a way that are uh, in clear alignment with scripture and biblical principles and you know you think about a capital campaign and some of the elements that are sort of uh, somewhat typical or standard in in sort of executing on a special um campaign for a special project like this even even as it relates to something like pledge cards mm-hmm. there was there was thoughtful consideration about that and and we 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 took an approach that reflected that 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 care and that thoughtfulness around God's word. Yeah. So you might recall the meeting that you and I were at with one of our elders in in the early stages of talking about the campaign and what would be necessary and the steps and so on and so forth. I brought up pledge cards and pledge cards um, are are really good and necessary because it helps the church leadership have a sense of what is going to be given, not just in the immediate, but also in the future over the next year or two. And really without that, um, you can't do much planning or at least can't do it well. Um, so it's also helpful for banks to have an idea. Well, that's of that right. As well. They, they want to see that as well. So, uh, so when I brought up pledge cards, um, that was actually, uh, immediately shot down. No, no pledge cards. We can't do pledge cards. Now, were you hurt in that? In that, uh, <laughs> uh, I was. I was just trying to figure out how I was going to respond to that. You know, being uh, the campaign guy, and you know, we do we do need pledge cards. So okay, but as we talked about it, um, it became apparent that the elders had already discussed this, 
and based on things uh, like you said earlier, your own experience and, and, and what they have experienced in churches themselves, and knowing that really most of our congregation probably was experience, had experienced um, things like uh, manipulation and pressure and guilt, you know, uh, preached at them from the pulpit or in letters and so on and so forth. Uh, they didn't want any of that for our people. Um, and really this idea of saying you're going to give something, you know, not only right now, but maybe next year or two years out from now, and then getting to a place a year or two from now and finding out that due to circumstances that had changed in your life, you really couldn't, uh, fulfill your pledge, uh, and how that might create guilt, you know, an unnecessary, um, guilt uh, in in the hearts and minds of, of the congregation. So they were very concerned about that, very sensitive to that. So um, that was good. You know, once we started thinking about it, uh, we thought about, okay, how can we do a pledge card that's not the traditional pledge card with a traditional approach? How can we incorporate what we know from Scripture that, yes, God wants us to plan, yes, God gives us the money. Yes, we should want to give towards this project. But yes, we don't know the future. So uh, we designed something that recognized both the desire of the giver, and it would be okay for the giver to say, this is what I want to give. Um, and also, at the same time, remember that God is sovereign over all of these things. And providentially, that person may not be able to give that desire in the future. So, um, it was, it was great. Uh, it was, it was good for me to go through that exercise. And, um, I think we landed in a place that honored the Lord and allowed us to, to plan at the same time. Yeah. You know, and just as we've already mentioned, the, the, the sensitive nature of this at times, um, you know, you can, I think you can err on the side of being overly sensitive and trying to, right. Um, you know, avoid the subject altogether. But the fact of the matter is that this is a special, unique project that we're undertaking. And um, it, it will require a special and unique approach from the, in, from the standpoint of finances and giving. And, and so I think that it's, it's really incumbent upon all of us to see it for what it is and to recognize that, um, yes, God is in control and in the way that God provides in the future, we can't necessarily predict, but that we need to be mindful of what it is we're investing in and right. undertaking that's going to be a multi-year special investment on the part of the church. And so there's some very practical ways that we have to pursue that. And so I think that just trying to be faithful to um, sound theology, sound doctrine, and the principles right. mm -hmm. we understand from God's Word, but also um, making sure that you know there's a certain straightforwardness to this as well. Um, just understanding the unique nature of this project is is really important for us. Um, as we look ahead, you know we're we're fast approaching. It's hard to believe that we are right on the edge of Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know, that obviously heads us straight into the Christmas season. Often, 
often considered to be a season of obviously gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done and all of his blessings, but also the season of giving as we celebrate the uh, ultimate gift of, of salvation and the coming of Christ and the birth of Christ. Talk a little bit about that and the intersection of this season with this capital campaign. Yeah. Um, it is a great time of the year. You know, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm already convicted in my mind that we should be giving thanks, you know, throughout the year, right? Uh, we should be willing to give throughout the year and so on. But this time of the year serves as special reminders for us, you know, as a church body and also with our families and so on. Uh, we definitely uh, are focused more on thinking about these kinds of things. Uh, so um, as we come into the end of the year, uh, there are some you know practical things to think about, too, uh, in terms of giving. Um, some folks might have been blessed this year beyond what they expected. Um, and maybe they've they've made a, a commitment on those commitment cards uh, that they're fulfilling, but also they've done so well that maybe uh, they would consider even giving some more. Um, so that's something to think about there a little bit. Um, also, there's tax implications for folks that have IRAs and um, 401ks that are, uh, if they're 70 years of age or, or older, where they have to take minimum distributions and they can make those, turn those minimum distributions into gifts uh, to the uh, campaign uh, and avoid taxes in that way. And I do want to say I'm not an accountant or a CPA or anything like that. So there's the uh, disclaimer. And you don't play one on TV? And no, so, uh, <laughs> so, um, just some things to think about, uh, there. Um, I'm also thinking, uh, as we have gotten to this point, uh, in the campaign, in this point, in the, in the process, we've broken ground now, and this thing's really going to start to come out of the ground. I am certain, uh, as I'm sure you are as well, this is not going to go perfectly smoothly. Uh, the rest of the way. Um, we're going to have some bumps in the road. There's going to be things that come up that uh, could potentially cause us to be impatient uh, or get a little discouraged or uh, question, you know, why is this happening um, at this point? So uh, for me and, you know, I hope for everyone else, we're going to maintain our focus that we've started with, which is, uh, you know, man plans his way but the Lord directs his steps. And so thankfulness, thanksgiving, um, just to continue to be thankful for what the Lord has done so far and you know, looking forward to even thank him for what he's going to do because we know it's going to be good for us and he can do no wrong and it will be for his glory ultimately. Yeah, it's a good, good segue into kind of our final little segment here as we think about how to um, just remind the congregation, remind ourselves of things that we could be praying for. And of course, we, we've talked about the, the site work that's going to be underway. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that, that come about there that could, you know, be difficult or there's risks associated with right. just the nature of that work. And um, so thinking about this particular subject of the capital campaign and of stewardship in general, um, 
and thinking about things that we we should be praying for. One thing I would mention and just be thinking about is just praying that uh, all of us would really understand what it is we're called to in this area, um, and also understand that um, that there's no intention or desire on the part of the elders or anyone associated with this to um, to manipulate or to cause people to feel you know compelled to do something that they're not doing as as scripture would call them to as God's word would compel them to um but that they would see this as a a unique time and a unique season and a unique project that's going to require unique sacrifice um very unique type of thoughtfulness around our normal patterns of of giving and uh and of of stewardship and that we would just be uh, really seeking the Lord um, to have mm-hmm. wisdom in these areas. What are some things that you think about in terms of prayer for, for us in this? Uh, the word trust comes to my mind. Um, it's something that I uh, struggle with uh, every day, really. To what extent do I trust the Lord in all these various areas of my life? And as we're talking about the campaign and building this church, um, we need to be uh, focused on, on continuing to trust the Lord. Like I said before, we don't know how this is going to play out in every detail. Um, but we know the Lord has it. I mean, we're sovereignty of God people, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm one of those, you know, so yeah, I believe in the sovereignty of God, but on, on some days, depending on what's going on in my life, it sure doesn't look like I believe <laughs> in the sovereignty of God. So, um, Lord, give us the grace, you know, to uh, trust him, trust the people who are um, giving leadership in this, our elders and, 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 and their plans and, and uh, how this is going to, you know, roll out, um, but ultimately trust the Lord. Yeah. Amen. That's a good word. Well, as we kind of wrap up our time, I want to thank you for coming in for this. You. Appreciate your, all you're doing and the work that you're putting in as well as your, your care and concern for the church and um, in this project and lending your expertise to it. I just want to remind everybody too that um, you know if, if you know of anybody that hasn't heard a lot about what's going on with the Building Faith uh, initiative that you'll direct them to uh, the Building Faith website is a resource that we have. It's buildingfaith.church. It's a good place for people to go to kind of either get caught up on information or see newsletters that have been published and also access these podcasts and then also uh, forward forward links to podcasts, these emails that come out. Just make sure that we want to make sure that people are well informed and um, and have multiple ways of of catching up on and being a part of this entire uh, initiative because it, it really is about um, the Lord and the glory of Christ and the, the ministry of the gospel in this community in and through the people of Faith Community Church. And we want everyone to be a part of that. So God bless you guys, and, and we'll talk to you next time.